Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever it is for you, I hope you've been having a great day so far. Thank you for joining me on the Leggy Podcast, episode number six. I'm going to be your host, DJ. Today, we're going to be looking at the top five ranked games so far this season, according to WikiHoops, where people go on and can just rank their games, thumbs up, thumbs down them. And starting out at number five on December 27th, the Dallas Mavericks beat the Los Angeles Clippers 124 to 73. And I took a lot of time to say that, and I, just to put some emphasis on it, because that is outstanding. Luka Doncic scored 24 points in the Dallas Mavericks, led by an NBA record 50 points at halftime in a 124 to 73 route of the Los Angeles Clippers on Sunday to earn their first win of a se- of the season. And that is insane to me, especially because that you have to have a lot of confidence to win your first game. After going down 0-2, having Luka Doncic without Porzingis, I mean, I wouldn't feel too confident going in and playing the Clippers when they're 2-0. Even without Kawhi, this should have been an even-matched game. And there was a point in the game, looking at the win probability, where was this? It was about 7.48 in the game. Clippers were down 10-4, and they were still projected to win at 61%. If you even go all the way, they were down 13-5. They still were projected to win 53%. And past that, once it was about, let's see where it changed to Dallas's favor, about at the point when it was 16-5, to it started going up. And then by the time it was in the second quarter with 9.30 left, they had a 98% chance to win up 45-13. I don't know if I've ever seen something like that before where the win probability was so high so early. That is insane to me. And we're going to look at the box score real quick if I can find it. And we see that the Clippers didn't even play. Okay, I was going to say they didn't play that off, but there was no player that played that had positive impact in their plus minus. Everyone on the Clippers or on the Mavericks had a positive plus minus because you see people like Doncic scoring 24, Hardaway scoring 18, Richardson, Richardson scoring 21, and everybody who played except Tyrell Terry scored on the Mavericks. And that is just insane to me. The Clippers are supposed to be this elite defensive team, but it really didn't show. And it's not like the Mavericks even played like that well on the defensive end. Like, of course, they won, and that's great. And they scored 124, I believe, even yesterday against the Nuggets. But it's not like the Nuggets trailed by 50 at the half. That's just embarrassing by the Los Angeles Clippers, and that kind of just cements the fact that they're the one of the most inconsistent teams, even though being one of the best teams in the NBA. I don't know how that's possible. They are just a very odd team to watch because you expect them to be dominant. But especially after last year in the playoffs, you don't know what team you're going to get every night. And that is just not acceptable when you're a championship contender. I mean, that's something that has to change soon. I don't know if it's a trade, if it's a coaching change. I mean, they already had one and they lost by 50. Do they need a different coach? Probably. Tyron Lue, I don't think, is just going to be able to cut it, especially because the losses they've taken the season thus far. That's a story for another day, though. We're going to move on to the number four ranked game by fans, and that's going to be the Los Angeles Lakers defeating the San Antonio Spurs 109-103 to on January 1st. In this game if anything, was a positive for the Spurs to show that they could put up a fight against the Los Angeles Lakers, and I think they ended up beating them last night as well. Patty Mills scored a career-high eight threes, which actually was pretty fun. But we look at this game so far, and Keldon Johnson was the huge bright spot for San Antonio, scoring 26 points on only 11 shots. He shot 7 for 11, 5 of 9 from the 3, 7 of 8 from the free throw line, had a double-double with 10 rebounds. What is that? Okay, an ad started to play. My bad. And he had two steals, one block. He did have four turnovers, but that means he was handing the ball pretty well. He was at a minus 12, but I mean, when you look, he's scoring 29 points on 7 and 11 shooting. You can't really be too upset. I mean, this is one of your future players. Him, Lonnie Walker, DeJounte Murray, Derek White. That's going to be the core of your team going forward, especially with the rookie, Devin Vassell. He's going to be amazing. I know he scored a couple baskets last night, so he's going to be really fun to watch for the rest of his career. 
but I just want to look at the win probability for this game, if my computer will ever load. It was a very even game all the way throughout, and it kept going back and forth between the Lakers and the Spurs. It wasn't really a done deal until we got to about the 57-second mark in the fourth, where the Lakers had 51%, and then it shot up to 80% right away. There was no in-between. Actually, there was 78% in-between. Um, but that really just shows that the Spurs really can be out there and fight, and it shows that they have some youth that can play ball, and it shows that they have some depth. So if anything, this was a win for the Spurs and a win for the Lakers because, I mean, it really showed what each team can do. You look at the Lakers' end of things, LeBron James had a triple-double with 26 points, 10 assists, 11 boards. When Anthony Davis had 34 points, 11 boards, 5 assists, 2 steals. And that's really what you want to expect out of your two-star players. And if those players are playing at that high a level, I don't really think you're going to have a chance to win. And then looking at the next game, which is the second-ranked game of the season by fans, is going to be the Charlotte Hornets taking down the Brooklyn Nets on December 27th, 106-104. to This was a very solid game, and you saw Gordon Hayward show out with 28 points on 12 of 20 shooting with only two free throws. That's very solid for this guy, um, especially coming off a really bad few seasons with the Celtics after that awful injury. So it's really nice to see him at full form again. He also added in seven assists, six rebounds, five of those being defensive and one steal. You also have to look at other players around this team. Terry Rozier has been a really good bright spot for them. P.J. Washington might be a staple for them for the future. Biombo has been playing fantastic this season. Devontae Graham is regressing a little bit, but I think you also have to look at the fact that they have to play their number two overall or number three overall pick 20 minutes a game. It's taken away from him and Rozier. LaMelo Ball is looking okay so far. I really want to see more out of him on the scoring end. But what can you expect out of a rookie? He's showing everything you want to see out of a rookie minus scoring. So that's just something that can be determined later. And you look at the Nets end of things, and it's not like Irving or Durant did anything wrong. Durant had 29 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds, shooting 9 of 15 with 5 of 7 from 3. So that's very solid for him. Kyrie Irving had 25 points, 6 assists, 3 rebounds, and he shot 10 of 17 from the field. Not bad again. And then you look at DeAndre Jordan starting with 1.12 rebounds, one block, two turnovers. And I don't think he should be the starter. I mentioned this last video, but Jarrett Allen with eight points, 14 boards, one assist with one block and shooting six of eight from the field. I think he should be a starter. I think he deserves to be. But when you look at this Nets team, I don't know if you need another guy who can score in that starting lineup. I think if you can get a guy with eight points off the bench, it's better than having him on the starting lineup, either taking away minutes for Ir- from Irving or Durant or not getting as many shots and only getting one point as well. And then having DeAndre Jordan on the bench trying to getting those opportunities where I don't think he's as good as a scorer as Jarrett Allen. So it's kind of pick your poison here. Like I said, Jarrett Allen should be a starter, but I think his best role is off the bench. Either that or he goes to a different team, he could be a starter. But I think he probably likes his situation there with the chance to get a ring. Before we get to the top-ranked game by the fans, I just want to do an honorable mention that I choose myself because this was the seventh-ranked game, but I definitely think it should have been up here in one of these spots, is the Portland Trailblazers losing to the Golden State Warriors 137-122 to on January 3rd. And you know what game this was. This was the Steph Curry 62-point game after all the slander coming towards him from everyone, even Damian Lillard. And Damian Lillard even said after the game he apologized, and he said, if you can dish it out, you have to be able to, to uh, be responsible for taking it. And I think this was just a great game for Draymond Green coming back as well, showing that he's a great part of this Warriors team, take a little bit of the responsibility away from Oubre and Wiggins. And so that means Curry has more time to shine. 
So then Draymond can kind of set him up and take away a little bit more of that pressure. I'm not going to go too deep into this game just because it wasn't a top-ranked game. But for me, that might have been one, two, or three. But I think number one was going to be uh, pretty destined being the Battle of Los Angeles, being the Los Angeles Clippers defeating the Los Angeles Lakers 116-109 to on December 22nd, opening day. This was a great game because this was a game where Paul George played out of his mind scoring 33 points on 13 of 18 shooting from the field with 5 of 8 from 3 with 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 5 turnovers, plus 17 in the box score. You also look at a guy like Kawhi Leonard putting up 26 on 10 of 26, which is a lot of shots. I think he could have been more efficient. Only shooting 1 of 8 from the 3-point line with 2 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. And you look at this starting lineup, Batum only shot 1 for 4, Beverly shot 4 for 9, which was fine. Ibaka was also a great addition to this team. 15, another ad started. Where are you? Turn off, please. And he, Ibaka scored 15 points on 5 of 7 shooting with 2 of 3 from the 3, something Harold could not do while well shoot from the 3. So for me, I think Ibaka was a great addition to this team. You might have wanted to keep Harold, but I think Ibaka and Zubats is better than Harold and Zubats. And I also think that Ibaka and Zubats might even be better than Ibaka and Harold. I might have messed that up somewhere, but you get what I mean. I think what the Clippers have right now is better than what they could have had with Harrell. And they're playing very well so far to the season, minus that loss to the Mavericks. And then some stupid losses they've had when Kawhi's been out. Uh, even with Kawhi in, I mean, it's just like I said before when we talked about them earlier. It's just being inconsistent, and that's a thing that you can't have when you're a championship team. You look at the Lakers, and they were struggling pretty mightily. LeBron James shot 17 or shot 7 for 17 with 22 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds. He looked tired. Uh, Anthony Davis shot 8 of 15, 0 of 2 from 3 with 18 points, and Anthony Davis was a negative 16 in the box score with 4 turnovers, 2 assists, and 7 boards. No defensive stats for him, LeBron, Mark Gasol, or Schroeder, which are their 4, four of their 5 starters. Caldwell Pope put up 2 steals with 1 block, and that's just not going to cut it. But that was just the first game of the season, and if you took the first game, and you said the Clippers were going to be the best and the Lakers were going to be the worst. It's probably flipped now. The Lakers are better than the Clippers, obviously. This first game doesn't prove truly anything, even looking at these stats of what these players put up. You do look off the bench, and Harrell was a great addition for this team, scoring 17-10, um, 10 boards with 6-7 from the field. So he's going to be a solid player for this team for years to come. I think he signed a three- or four-year contract, whatever it was. Maybe it was two. Uh, he's going to be great for them for years to come, especially when LeBron James goes. You're going to have a good core with Anthony Davis, Harrell, Kuzma signing that contract, and then they're going to be able to have Schroeder hopefully long-term. So this team could be really good for a long time. These were the top five ranked games off of wikihoops.com with my honorable mention. So I really hope you enjoyed it. And thank you for joining me on the Leggy Podcast, episode number six. I'm your host, DJ. Have a great day.